Thank you for tuning in to Trinity Baptist Temple's podcast. I'm Pastor Kyle Dinsmore, and I pray today's sermon is a blessing to you as you continue to seek the Lord and follow His will for your life. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact us. God bless you. So last time that we were in this study, uh, we just got done with one verse, and I think that's probably all we'll get to get through uh, tonight is, is one verse. Uh, but it was the first verse of chapter 3 in 2 Thessalonians. If you have your Bibles there, I just want to kind of recap a little bit so we uh, remember. Again, Paul is wrapping up this second letter to the Thessalonian church. And uh, so he, he says, Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified even as it is with you. And the first thing that we saw was this, that uh, it's important for the church to pray for your pastor, pray for your elders, the leaders, uh, deacons, uh, teachers, and here's the reason why, uh, specifically those that are teaching and handling the Word of God, so that the word that God's Word has free course. Just as Paul was asking them uh, to pray for them, that the Word of God would have free course, have, have, have its way ahead of them, um, we ask the same exact thing. It's the right thing. If the Apostle Paul, who God used in a great way, said, hey, we need your prayers, then I am definitely not uh, embarrassed or ashamed to say, hey, I need your prayers. You know, we need your prayers because we want God's word to accomplish uh, what God wants it to accomplish. The other thing on that is this. It's a lot easier uh, to follow a leader that you're praying for, right? It's a lot easier to follow someone who th- that you're engaged and there's an investment there. Um, it's, it's, it's hard to follow when you're not, and it's that simple. Uh, a lot of times division happens both in homes, division happens in the church uh, where there's an absence of prayer. And it can happen in uh, the lives of uh, individual lives of people, even inside of homes. I've seen um, homes where uh, one one person is engaged in the body of Christ and is excited about it, and the other person is is, is feeling divided. And sometimes it's just a simple matter of a prayer life and, and a relationship with the Lord. And so, um, you know, it's so important to do that. The second thing was this: devote yourself to esteeming God's word above all other words. And uh, that's the second part. He says, and be glorified even as it is with you. And so um, the, the, what we saw in that was um, sometimes we are, are guilty of esteeming others' words above God's words. Um, and that may be on a YouTube video. That may be on a show. That may be a friend. Uh, that may be somebody who we're just seeking to, to give us something that we want to hear that agrees with us. And sometimes we'll esteem that word above the word of God. And uh, it can really lead us astray, really mess us up in our life. Um, Again, a lot of times it's because it suits what we want to hear. I've said this for years and I'll continue to say this uh, until the Lord tells me to stop. But uh, the easier thing to do typically is often the fleshly thing. And the harder thing to do is often uh, the spiritual thing to do. And uh, it's, it's not always the case, but a lot of times it is. Um, and so it's, it's important for us to remember that it's easier in the flesh not to pray, right? It takes discipline every day uh, to set aside time and just you talk to God and let God talk to you. That takes, that takes discipline because our flesh is not inclined to do that, especially in the culture and the society we live in. We're wired to kind of do and go and, 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 and get all this stuff done instead of being still and quiet and, and talking to the Lord. So oftentimes it's easier not to pray same thing, it's often easier not to read Scripture, right? I mean, that's a lot of times what, when we're, we're talking about 
uh, getting closer to the Lord or, or the Lord's dealing with our hearts, sometimes we, we're the, the ones that we, we confess, you know, I need to be more faithful reading my Bible every day. Yeah, because it's, it's easier not to read our Bible uh, than it is to be disciplined and seek God's face, what he has to say in the Scripture every day. Uh, it's easier not to get out of bed and join the saints in worship. It's easier uh, not to leave the living room and come on a Wednesday night than it is to, to be here. Um, you know, you got the comfort of the, the, the couch there. You got the comfort of your, your jammies and uh, the, the television and a long day of work behind you. And it's just a lot easier in the flesh just to chill than it is to to gather and to worship and to be reminded and to be encouraged and exhorted in the spiritual realm, in the spiritual way. Uh, we'll just be honest. I mean, right? It's, it's not a lot of hard work to sit here in the seats. It's not, it's not, not, it's not very, it doesn't take a whole lot to, uh, to lift your voice and, and worship the Lord. It's not, it's not really that hard. But when it comes to the option of just chilling on the couch or getting everything together and getting everyone together and dressed and then and, and getting here it's it's just a little easier and so again so i was saying it's a little a little easier to follow the flesh most of the times um, it also takes discipline to follow the spirit's leading uh, discipline of our flesh and that's why again if you look at the word disciple it is uh, that root word of discipline or discipline uh, discipleship uh, we are to be followers of his way, staying discipled in his teachings. And so uh, we're still in earthen vessels. Every single one of us in this room is subject to the pull of the old nature, the pull of sin. Uh, again, our flesh knows what it is to sin. The Apostle Paul even said that himself. And so we know what it's like. We know what that pull is. So that's why it's so important for us every single day to esteem the word of God higher than any other word, including the gospel according to Kyle. The gospel according to Nosh. The gospel according to self. Again, we can, we can rationalize and even spiritualize, uh, pseudo-spiritualize things that we want to be, even though it's not necessarily what God wants. We can make it be that way um, just because it's what we want. And so, uh, anyways, it was, it was good reminders in the last message. And so we'll move forward into verse 2 tonight. Uh, let's pray and we'll jump into this. Father, thank you for this time again. We thank you for... Uh, the time that we've had to worship and sing praises to you and um, just thank you for uh, our sins being gone. Thank you for uh, being our good father. Thank you for um, this reminder that we had even in the special that uh, fear is a liar and um, it is uh, looking to steal joy and to keep us from your will. And I pray that we would be people of faith, people of your word. I also lift up uh, the missionaries that we mentioned tonight, all of our missionaries, but specifically the ones that um, uh, ask for prayer. Uh, the Rogers family, pray that you'd give them direction, give them peace. We also pray for um, the, the state of Nicaragua, uh, that your will is done there. Lord, I know that there's a lot of works, and we saw several of those works um, last year, and uh, it, it's hard to think that it's just in, in, in almost in ruins in some areas. And so we lift them up, lift up those pastors, those churches. Uh, we pray that you give them wisdom and protect them as well. And we ask that you would just encourage them. Uh, I know I, I can't imagine uh, what it's like to, um, to get up every day and 
and be afraid to even get out on the streets to run into a roadblock and, and not know what's going to happen to you or your family. Um, and, and so it's just it's the, the enemy uh, creeping in because those people want to go out and reach the lost and um, just their lives are on the line uh, every day. And so we pray for them, Lord. Uh, we pray tonight that you would just bless this time in your word. Uh, just use me as a vessel, Lord. We want you to be glorified. And we'll praise you for all of this, Lord. We ask and pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 2, it says, so this is a continuance of Paul's prayer request to these believers. He says, and that we may be delivered from unreasonable. Now, uh, our term of unreasonable men today is a little bit different than what this biblical definition is. Our, our term for unreasonable is somebody who's not being reasonable. They're not... They're, they're not, they're not uh, you know, why, why are you being so uh, obstinate? Why are you being so ornery? Why are you being so uh, just offset and, and unreasonable? That's not what he's talking about. I mean, I think there's, there, there are people in this category that can, can be that as well. But the word unreasonable here means, uh, similar to out, out of place, uh, but it means improper, injurious, and specifically wicked. So it's that we may be delivered from injurious or, or people who injure other people and, and, and are wicked. And then the, word, the next word says, and wicked, which means diseased or bad or evil. Or here's another important word, grievous and malicious. And so uh, Paul's prayer request to them is that uh, they would be saved or rescued or delivered from people that were out to, to destroy them, people that were out to stop them, people who were out to um, try to destroy the work of God and, and just these unreasonable, un, um, again, evil, wicked, diseased, bad, grievous people. And then he says this statement right here, for all men have not faith. All men have not faith. You know, I, I read this uh, prayer request from the Apostle Paul to the Thessalonian church and uh, the very first thing that it reminds me of is Jesus' prayer for his followers, including us, that he gave in John chapter 17. And I've, I've shared that many times before, and even when we first started in this year's theme, uh, I used a lot of Jesus' prayer, because, in, and we're going to see some of it again tonight, but um, John chapter 17 contains our, our God's desire for us as his followers. And so Jesus is praying to the Father in John 17, and verse 15, it says this, you know, Jesus is praying, I pray not that, they, that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil, or specifically the evil one. So Jesus, which is an interesting thing, um, his, his desire, because like our, our desire is, as parents, right? A lot of times if we know that our kid is going to be put in a compromised or a bad situation, what, what do we do as parents? Well, we're going to get them out of that situation. We're, we're, I'm, I'm not going to leave them in a bad, dangerous, evil situation if, if it's within my power. And so the, the interesting side of this is, it, it is a prayer that Jesus is making for us to the Father that, that we wouldn't be taken out of this situation, but that we would be protected or guarded from the evil one, from Satan and his forces. Again, that takes a lot of foresight, that takes a lot of wisdom to be able to pray that it's best for them because my will overall for all mankind is that all men would be saved. And so I'm using them as my people to accomplish my purpose and I will protect them 
I, I, will, I will be with them. And, and, I, and again, him praying to the Father, I, I want you to protect them from the evil one. But this prayer request, both from Paul and this prayer request from Jesus for us, I think reiterates a very clear truth. And it's this. There is God's side and there is Satan's side. There's, there, there's two sides. Jesus said, look, I, I, I don't want to take them out of the world, but I want you to keep them from the other side. I want you to keep them safe from the evil side, from, from the wicked one, from the evil one. I want you to protect them from that. Paul's request to the Thessalonians was, pray for us that we would be saved or rescued or even protected from these evil, wicked forces, these evil, wicked men. We know that Jesus, when he was teaching his disciples, uh, and even people who were not necessarily following him in faith, but just following him as a movement, if you will, um, he made it very clear that, that, that you're either for him or you're against him. He said that. He, and he said that you're either helping build his kingdom or you're scattering and, and hurting his kingdom. Helping build it or helping tear it down. Matthew chapter 12, I want to look at it. But when the Pharisees heard it, they said this fellow... Doth not, cast out, uh, doth not cast out devils, but by Beelzebub, the prince of the devils. Again, the Pharisees hated what Jesus was doing. They hated the works that he was doing. They hated the teachings that was going against what they had set up. They hated it, all, all of it. And so when, when Jesus was doing these miracles, they began to attack him, saying, well, of course he's doing that, because they're trying to present themselves as righteous. Of course he's doing that, because he's doing it by the power of the enemy. He's doing it by the power of the of Satan and look what happens Jesus knew their thoughts and he said unto them every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation did you hear that every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation it is just stop this is not even in my notes but in an amazing like where we are as a nation in America divided very divided. And, and what's even, I think, more sad is the division that is evident in the body of Christ. And I think in large part it happens, and we'll get into this in a second, but I, I think in large part it happens because of what we were saying a while ago. We often esteem our own words, the words of someone else above the word of God instead of esteeming God's word above all others. And if we would do that, I think that we'd have a lot less division. But Jesus said, every kingdom divided against itself brought into desolation. Every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. It also made me think about Nicaragua. You know, I mean, that's what's happening. They're just, they're dividing, they're attacking within and, and, and being divided within. And the nation's just going down. So look at verse 26. And if Satan cast out Satan... So these are demons, these are evil spirits. You guys know that these people are being delivered. You said yourselves that these people have evil spirits. And if I am delivering, if I'm rescuing these people from the very spirit that I'm supposed to be serving as well, how is that possible? Is he divided against himself? How shall, uh, he is divided against himself. And how shall then his kingdom stand? And if I, by Beelzebub, cast out devils, by whom do your children cast them out <laughs> therefore they shall be your judges but if I cast out devils by the spirit of God then the kingdom of God has come unto you or else how can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods 
except he first bind the strong man, the guard, and then he will spoil his house. He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. Wherefore I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men, but the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. That rejection of the Holy Spirit and the work of the Holy Spirit in the saving process of men, again, there's, there's no forgiveness of that. When she reject the Holy Spirit for the last time, that's it. Whosoever speaketh the word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him, but whosoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him, neither in this world, neither will to come. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, for the tree is known by its fruit, O generation, or I'm sorry, or, or the tree corrupt and its fruit corrupt, for the tree is known by his fruit. O generation of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you that every idle word that man shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned again, because it reveals the nature and the condition of the heart. Jesus very clearly says, again, remember what Paul was asking for, prayer for deliverance against the other side, if you will, the, the, the side that's trying to tear down, destroy, scatter uh, the kingdom of God. Paul, Paul is asking for this prayer. Jesus prayed that we would be delivered from that. And so when I read this and I see what Jesus' teaching was about those who are together on one side, they should all be working together. They should all be together because the house divided against itself won't stand. It makes me think those who are saved, those who are in the king kingdom. We have to always be looking at our lives and, and, and asking ourselves the question, am I helping build the house? Am I, am I helping it by encouraging and strengthening others in the kingdom's way? Am I helping those who are not in the kingdom to come to the kingdom? Again, I, I think we have to every day ask ourselves that. Am I, am I part of, of building? Am I, am I being used? Am I, am I impact? We saw that Sunday, and God's desires for us to impact others. Am I being impacted? Am I being, uh, am I being used to impact? Am I being used to influence other people to, to, to build up the kingdom of God? Or is, or is my life, is it detracting? Is it pulling away from? And I think that can occur in, in several different ways. But again, Paul, in, in this prayer request, was asking them, those on God's side, those who are in the kingdom, those who are a part of, supposed to be part of building the kingdom of God, he's asking those on God's side to pray for protection against the, the, the enemies on the enemy side. So I, I see a very important point come to surface in all this, and that's point number one. We need to remember that we are each other's support in the spiritual battle. We're supposed to be. We are to be, we need to remember that we are supposed to be each other. Paul's asking these people that he had led to the Lord. He's asking these people that, that, that were looking to him for teaching and guidance. He, he's asking them, I need your help. I need your support. I need your prayers. I, I, we need to be together. I, I need you to pray that those who would try to destroy the work of God, that we would be delivered from them. The, the people that would try to, uh, to mock us, those people that would try to divide us, those people that would try to destroy 
every effort to get people in the kingdom of God, I need you to pray that we would be rescued from them. Why, why was Paul asking them that? Because they were his support in the spiritual battle. Again, we need to remember that's what we are for each other. I, I've unfortunately heard people say uh, maybe they, they're battling something. Maybe it has to do with their health. Maybe that has to do with uh, an ongoing prayer request. And, and, and they, they say this to me sometimes. They say, I just don't know if I want to put it out on the prayer chain. And, and every time I tell them, why? Well, it seems like I'm always asking, or I'm, I'm always putting something like that, or I'm, I'm, it's always about this that I'm praying. I said, that's what it's for. That, that's, I mean, it's not just, well, I put it out there and, and I had people pray for it one time before. No, okay. If you got a need prayer for it again, do it again. We're each other's support in the spiritual battle. Well, we're each other's support in this, this process. And, 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 and I, I, I had a conversation again today and, and, and it was just, it was amplified and reiterated again. The nature of our flesh, whenever we get injured whenever we go through something difficult what is the nature of our flesh most most of the time to pull away right because that's i mean what happens when whenever there's arguments or discussions in in, in the home or, or uh things that don't go well in the home you know a lot of times they'll come to a place where maybe there's a, a head butting and say no I, I i'm not i'm not one that flies i'm one that fights you know but a lot of people in, in, in those in, in situations have, you know, I'm just going to pull away. It happens, it happens in the church. Again, so I had a conversation this morning. The words where I, you know, talk about crawling in a hole. And I said, that, that's exactly what the enemy would have. That's exactly what our flesh wants to do. That's the easier thing to do is to, to run, to go, to hide, to, to stay away, to, to do all that. Um, but that's not necessarily what God has designed for our overall health. Our support in the spiritual battle should come from each other. Support. Our lifting up and encouraging. Every single Christian in this room, every single member of the body of Christ should always, out of their mouth, have words that are encouraging other people to have a closer relationship with the Lord. Not ever in any way being used to, to say, well, you don't have to. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Everything, I never see Jesus ever conceding, giving anything less than our all. I never see the apostle. And it's not in Scripture for, for anybody to ever say, well, it's, well, if you just don't feel like it. or, or, or if you, No, it's never there. It's always be steadfast, unmovable. It's always endure. It's always press on. It's always stay faithful. And so again, in this battle, we should say, hey, somebody's saying, no, I'm really struggling. I, I, I'm dealing with this sin or I'm dealing with this, this, this temptation or I'm, I'm dealing with my flesh in this area. It's, it's, you know, I'm, I'm having a hard time connecting. I'm having a hard time doing this. I'm having a hard time talking to people about whatever the case may be whatever the struggle is my home my relationship I'm I'm really difficult we should never never seek to give somebody any other advice than biblical advice because why this is our help it's the sword of the spirit it's our help in the battle and, and, and God has, has put a, together an army and we are part of God's army and we are to be 
that support for each other. I'm dealing with this. Hey, I'm praying for you. And then really pray. <laughs> hey, I'm dealing with this again. I, I don't know if I want to put on a prayer chain. You better put it on the prayer chain because you got a support team. You got, a, you got an army of supporters that, that, that's in this battle with you. We're not in this alone. And again, that's the deception of the enemy. If it, because again, what can the enemy do best? If he can single us out and get us isolated, just like a roaring lion who seeks whom he may devour, that's where he can do his best work. You just, just, just do it. Many of us have gone through that road before, gone down that road before. You, you start feeling isolated. Even if you show up at every single service you're involved in, every single thing, you begin to start feeling isolated. And you start emotionally, mentally, spiritually pulling back. And that's when the enemy's like, yeah, that's right. You, you, you just need to take some, just pull back some. That's what he says. I mean, just, just let, let some, I mean, you need time for you. Hey, I'm going to say this. God's got eternity reserved for us. This time now is for him. Think about that. I mean, that, that's what, that's what uh, Paul wrote to the, the Corinthians. He said, but our light affliction, which is but for a moment. There, there's this eternal weight of glory that far exceeds this light temporal affliction that we're going through right now. What we need to do as the people of God is rally together, is, is stay unified and stay in, in, engaged in that moment that we start feeling, well, it's because my home, it's because my job, it's because our finances, it's because my health, it's because this. The moment we start feeling like that we're, we're starting to pull back, we need to say, I need help. I need support. I need you to pray for me. But even that is sometimes the hard thing to do, the spiritually hard thing to do. Because what is the fleshly easy thing to do? Just back off. I'm just not going to say anything. I'm going to get quiet. And just be quiet in the background. And the enemy says, yeah, here we go. And that's how he does, that's when and how he does some of his best work. The Apostle Paul saw the value of having the body of Christ support him he knew there was a, a force he knew there's a another side the enemy side he knew knew that these these wicked men were going to try to stop be used of the enemy to stop the work of god and so again he saw look i need this again we are that support for each other that support should come from us support in the spiritual battle should come from us not tearing down i i I, I just wonder sometimes how it hurts the Lord's heart who prayed desperately, we'll see in a second, desperately for the unity of the body, who, 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 who shed his blood so that we would understand that there is one body, there is one blood, there is one spirit, there's one God that, that, that we were supposed to help each other, that as a body we're supposed to minister to each other and lift each other up, that, that, that when, when somebody's hurting, there, there's another thought that somebody has that they think is okay to tear somebody down, to pull somebody away, to discourage somebody's passion for the Lord. Galatians 5, 13, For brethren, you've been called unto liberty, but don't use your liberty as an occasion to the flesh. But by love, serve one another. All the laws fulfilled in one word, even this, thou shalt love thy neighbor 
as thyself. And then look at this caution here. But if you bite and devour one another, take heed that you be not consumed one another, one of another. If you, if you tear, see, you got freedom, you got liberty in Christ, but don't use your, your liberty in Christ to just say whatever you want to say or do whatever you want to do and treat people however you want to treat them. Don't do that. But by love, he said, be motivated by love. You need to serve one another because everything in the law is fulfilled in this one principle. Love your neighbor as yourself. And if we would live our lives like that, like, is this, if, if I was going through this health problem, if I was going through this spiritual battle, if I was going, is this what I would need to hear? I didn't say want. Is this what I would need to hear? Everything we do and say, our attitudes and our, 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 our engagement in the body of Christ should be guided by this principle. Look, I've told people a lot of things over the years as far as biblically speaking, and it's not always been the thing that I know that they wanted to hear. And that's hard when you want people to to be involved and be engaged and, 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 and keep coming to, to, to see the, 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 the will of God accomplished and the work of God go on. You know that sometimes when you tell somebody something that's biblical that they don't want to hear but they need to hear, that they say, you know what, I'm not going back there. It happens. But we need to be guided by that principle. Is this what I would need? Is, is this... You know, well, you know, I don't know if it was what I need, but it's what they need. No, not that attitude. Love your neighbor as yourself. What would I need in this moment? You know what I would need? Is someone to put a hug, you know, to put an arm around me, pray with me. I need somebody to sit next to me. Why would we ever try to do anything but encourage each other and point each other to a closer connection to God and the body. Why would we ever do anything that would breed any type of division or destruction in the body of Christ? Why would we, why would we bring an attitude to it? Why would we bring a, a, words or, or, or actions that would do anything but, but encourage and exhort closer connection to the Lord and his people. Because we get in the flesh. That's, that's the only answer. How would we ever detract, or ever try to detract, or ever try to pull anybody away from a more intense walk with Christ? Maybe see somebody who gets on fire for the Lord and is passionate about God, and, and, and instead of saying, you know what, God, give me that fire. Sometimes we look with eyes and hearts of jealousy. Man, let's, let's encourage each other. Let's support each other in this battle. Again, it only happens if we really understand we're on the same team. Can you, can you imagine what it would look like if a teammate starting, started attacking another teammate on the sideline? Oh, wait, we've seen that before, right? Anybody remember this player that went by the name of T.O.? Some of you have no idea who that is. He was a football player. And uh, he's a prima donna. He thought he was the best thing that ever happened to football. And um, I remember, um, like, it was a soap opera for many years with T.O. With, with 
Uh, he went from the 49ers, and then there was this amazing marriage that happened in Philadelphia, supposedly. But soon after his injury, this amazing situation turned into a very toxic situation. And the, the guy who was amazing at one point in time, both of them, Donovan McNabb and, and Terrell Owens, uh, became kind of enemies on the same team. I mean, it came out ugly in press conferences. T.O. is not, he got kicked out of training camp. He's sitting in his driveway doing sit-ups on cameras, presses all there, and, and he's, he's trying to be all cool and all this kind of stuff. And, and, and at one point in time, there's one game, I can't remember who they were playing, but um, Donovan McNabb is just trying to walk away and, and, and just, just, just play the game. You know, let's just, let's not deal with this right now. And T.O. is in his ear the whole time. He's just, blah, 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 blah. And Donovan McNabb keeps changing directions and, and, and not talking. And, and it's just, it, it's toxic. It was divisive within. Like, man. We had a little bit closer example of that with Des Bryant for the, for the Cowboys. I mean, yelling at coaches and getting in people's faces and, and, and screaming, just divisive stuff like that on, on a team that's very toxic. That type of public division on Facebook, I mean on TV, um, is uh, damaging to the unity of the body of Christ. Just as the private spiritual, divisive communication is. I've said this many times before. I mean, it's not, I said, but I mean, I've just reiterated this is um, if you don't have anything good to say. Yeah, but it needs to be said. Well, then say it to the person. Don't say it to somebody else. Ephesians 4.29, let no corrupt destructive that's what it is no no destructive corrupt evil communication proceed out of your mouth but that which is good only that which is good is to come out of our mouth that is useful and edifying that's what's supposed to come out of our mouth so as a christian as a body as a member of the body of christ my words to to other people are supposed to only be building up not be tearing down now it doesn't mean that we don't admonish each other or uh you know uh if if, if somebody's in sin we say you know this is sin you, you, you don't need to go down that road. I love you. I don't want you to continue down the road. This is wrong. Sin is sin. You know, no, we're supposed to admonishing one another and, and, and all that kind of stuff. The Bible tells that. But there's a, there's a way to do that in love and grace. Same thing. And that's what he goes on to say, that it may minister grace to the hearers. And listen to what the next verse says. Right after how, how we're supposed to use our words to build each other up, he says this. But don't grieve the Holy Spirit, whereby you're sealed into the day of redemption. The grieving of the Holy Spirit comes through our destructive words. And I would go in further because Jesus said it. The wickedness and destruction that it's somehow existing in our hearts. He said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. We've got to get that right. He goes and says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from me with all malice and be kind. What a novel thought in the body of Christ. Be kind one to another. Tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you, which is a super high standard. God, for the sake of innocent, the Lamb of God, Christ, His sake. For His sake, He forgave you. So forgive each other the same way. Colossians 4, 6, 
Let your speech be always with grace. Always with grace. Season with salt. So our, what does salt do? It's a preserver. It's an enhancer. So our speech is always supposed to be enhancing, and it's always supposed to be preserving, not tearing down and destroying, but preserving. Our speech is so, that's what the Bible says, uh, death and life and the power of the tongue. That's why James says that the, who can tame the, 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 the tongue is such an unruly member. It's full of deadly poison, set on fire of hell. And the truth is this, it's not that we'll never have struggles within the body, right? Because we know that's going to happen. As long as there are people in here, I'll say this, as long as I'm here, there's going to be struggles in the body. I mean, because I'm a human. We're all human. We're going to have struggles. There's going to be issues. There's going to, there's going to be problems. There's going to be things like that because we're all sinners saved by the grace of God. It's never going to be perfect. It's never going to be hunky-dory all the time. Guess what? It's like I said a while ago. That time's coming in all of eternity. God has that waiting for us. That's why he gives us so many principles to guide us and how to treat each other and how to relate each other and how to build each other up. Why? Because we've got to remember we're all on this same team. There's another side that's trying to tear down. We're supposed to be building up. Again, we're going to have struggles. Our physical bodies have struggles, right? The Bible relates our physical body, uh, the spiritual body to the physical body. Our physical bodies have problems. And it can be very frustrating when one of the members of our body isn't healthy or, or doing right, right? What about headaches? People have headaches in here? Amen. A couple people? Amen. I, I've had a headache before. Um, when we have headaches, these, sometimes these headaches can be so bad that they can keep us from being effective. They can really keep us from doing a whole lot of anything. Amen. But I wonder this. When we have that headache and it, and it makes us uh, cranky and ineffective and not want to do anything and, and, and kind of set aside our head is pounding, do we cut our heads off? No, not at least anybody in here. Do we attack our own heads? Some people might because it hurts so bad. Maybe, maybe they just start hitting and, and pounding their head and say, you know what, I just, I don't know. Do we injure our heads more? I, I've never done that before. I mean, I've had headaches before, and it's been frustrating. I wish this headache would go away. But never at any point in time did I intentionally hit my head or hurt my head more on purpose, thinking that was going to help. Right. right? Ah, this headache. You know, I've never done that. I've always been, like, trying to care for it. Like, oh, my head, I need medicine. I'm going to rub here, there, wherever, you know. If that's the way it is in our physical bodies, how much more with the help of the Holy Spirit should it, that, should it be that way in the body of Christ? We should be looking to help each other, support each other. Remember that in this spiritual battle, we are each other's support. And then the second point as we get ready to close is this, for all men have not faith, is that last statement in, that, in, in verse 2 there, which point 2 I think is so important as well. We need to remember that our togetherness as all of this was leading up to, our unity points the loss to Christ. Our, our togetherness, we need to remember our togetherness, what, what, what the law sees in us being unified points the loss to Christ. And I would say even further that it leads to victories. Uh, our togetherness, we remember that, that it's only through unity, it's only through together, togetherness that we'll really see victories for the kingdom of God. That's, that's it. It's... You, uh, I would challenge you to find anywhere in Scripture that it's anything different. In the body of Christ, 
unity. I say, yeah, didn't uh, Paul and, 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 and Barnabas go separate ways? Yeah, but later on, Paul's saying, hey, bring John Mark. He's profitable. It, it, unity. We say, yeah, but things happen. No, 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 no. We don't know what happened to John Mark and Barnabas. We know the missionary journeys of Paul. I'm not saying that Barnabas and John Mark didn't do anything for the Lord. I think they did. But it wasn't until it was reconciled and unity was realized that we see that that was what God's will was all along. Doesn't mean that God didn't do it uh, the way that, that, that he did through Paul. But unity. Paul reminded the Thessalonians that there are still lost people in the world. I mean, you would think that you would say, well, duh. You know? <laughs> yeah, of course there's lost people in the world. But Paul was making that statement to, to, to make this point. There's some people that are still in the world that will come to Christ. And there's some people that are lost in the world that will never come. There are those that the enemy uses to attack the church, the kingdom of God. There, there are those who are truly enemies of the cross, cross, and therefore enemies of Christ and of his church, his bride, the body. Not, not all men have faith in Christ, he said. Not all men have that. So pray for us. Again, Jesus did. His prayer in this vein went like this, and I'm just going to read this scripture, and we'll, we'll just about be done. Verse 11 says, And now I'm no more in the world. This is Jesus' prayer. But these are, these are in the world, and I am come to thee. Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are one. There's that prayer of unity. While I was with them in the world, I protected them in thy name, that those that thou gavest me, I, uh, I'm sorry, those that thou gavest me I have kept, and none of them is lost but the son of perdition. Talking about Judas, that the scripture might be fulfilled. And now, I'm co now come I to thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they might have joy, my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them thy word, and, thy, and the world hath hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. You hear what he gave to his followers? I've given them your word. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but thou shouldest keep us from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. So here's my prayer. Set them apart through your truth. Your word is truth. Sanctify them, protect them, preserve them, set, set them aside. And let your word be that sanctifying element. It's his word that's our help. And I'll say this, if, you, if in your time of trouble, if in your time of retreat, if in your time of, of attack or, or, or feeling uh, isolated and, and, and divisive, if you're not running to, relying on, and you're not being refreshed in the word of God constantly, you have, I have, none of us have any help in the spiritual battle. I, I, I said to someone Sunday, again, said, it to, them, uh, said to someone else today, uh, if, if in your struggle, your, 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 your battle, your where, whatever desperate place you're in, if, if your intensity to seek God's face in his word and in, in his prayer, uh, in, in prayer uh, it doesn't at least match the intensity of your trial or your, your isolation or your, your, your condition, if it doesn't at least match it, how could we ever hope to truly have help in that battle? Because here, here's our mentality. I, I, I've been there. I, 
I'm still subject to it. it, it here, here's the reality. Things go wrong. Things are bad. Maybe things are just bad in, in, in so many different ways, in so many different areas of our life. And here's what we do. I prayed this morning. How long did you pray? A couple minutes. I was in God's Word today. How long were you in God? Well, I read it. was probably about 10, 15 minutes reading. And then I prayed for my food. Like so, and, and, but your, your, your trial, your, 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 your difficult time, how long has it lasted? What lasts all day long? That's all of us. We, we want a couple minutes of prayer and a couple minutes of the Word of God to get all the help we need for 16 hours of trial. Well, I prayed this morning. I prayed this afternoon. I... You say, well, yeah, but I got a job. I got responsibilities. I would say this. Every opportunity you had, I would be trying to talk to the Lord. Every opportunity you had, I'd be trying to be in his word. It's amazing whenever that's our focus, what, how that happens in our life. When we're looking to spend time in God's Word versus making it like something I have to do. When we're looking, I can't wait to get it. I, I need it. How often we can actually be in it. As thou hast sent me in the world, verse 18, even so have I also sent them into the world. And for, thy, for their sakes I sanctify myself that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them, talking about us also, which believe on me through their word, the apostles' word, that they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, listen to this, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them, and thou in me, that they may be perfect, complete, and one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me, and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Did you hear what Jesus' prayer was? Is I want them to be together and unified. I want them to be so unified just as we are unified, Father. I want them, that's, that's how close I want the, the, our, our followers to be. I've put them in the world, and I've given them the word, and, and I've given them uh, the glory that you gave me, and, and I want you to protect them, and, and, I, and I want them to be one and unified and stay together just as we stay together and never separated, never divided, never at odds, the Son and the Father, never, but always unified. Why? That the world may believe that thou hast sent me, that Jesus is the Christ. 1 Corinthians 15, be not deceived, evil communications corrupt good manners. What does that mean? Bad company affects good morals, Amen. ruins good morals. Having the wrong friends, having the wrong influence will affect you. It will affect me. It, nobody's immune. Verse 34, awake to righteousness and sin not for some have... Not the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. I'm not going to read 2 Corinthians chapter 4, but it says that, our, that we've been given the, the gospel. And if our gospel has been hid, it's hid, it's hid to them that are lost. We're supposed to be together on all this so that the world sees and comes to the knowledge, saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. But I would say this. Is there, Brother Jim, did he leave? Are you coming up here? Okay. You want to come up here? Um, you can make your way. Yeah. No, you're not coming? Okay. <laughs> My bad. I would say this. There needs to be prayer for each other. Every day. 
to be protected from the divisive and destructive will of Satan. There needs to be a setting apart to Christ and his word if we're going to be unified. And there needs to be a conscious and constant effort to speak unifying words, uplifting words that build up the body, that build each other up, both publicly and privately. You get pulled aside and someone starts saying something about somebody else, you got to say, is this, is this helping unify the body of Christ? We've got to ask ourselves, my actions, the, it, but what I do, is it promoting and protecting the unity in the body of Christ? My words, the things that I'm saying, both publicly and privately, are they promoting and protecting the unity of the body of Christ? Is my attitude towards things, Jesus, the church, the word of God, is it, is it all producing an air of unity in the body of Christ? I saw a video of, um, speaking of the football players, uh, T.O. and all that kind of stuff, I saw a video, everybody pretty familiar with Peyton Manning, if you, if you didn't know anything about football, you've probably heard Peyton Manning at some point in time. Uh, if not, he's a football player as well. Um, a quarterback, and was a really, really good quarterback. He played for Indianapolis for many, many years. And he had a great center, uh, the person who snaps the ball to the quarterback. Um, and his name was Jeff Saturday. Jeff Saturday is a very intelligent man. Peyton Manning, very intelligent man. Matter of fact, uh, the coaches basically would just turn the offense over to Peyton Manning, and he would be the general on the field calling the plays. Uh, once the initial play was sent in, it was kind of up to him. Um, and one particular game, uh, I saw this video um, uh, of what played out. The, the, the Colts were getting down close to scoring, but they ran three consecutive pass plays. And it was like the defense knew what was going on, and, and, and so they ended up having to kick a field goal. And the, the game was kind of on the line, and it was building frustration. So they go over to the sideline, and, and um, Jeff Saturday goes and sits down with the lineman. Peyton Manning goes over there and starts looking through all the, you know, the, the film stuff and, and, and looking what they did wrong, what the defense was doing, all that kind of stuff. And, and as he does that, Jeff Sat he's over there doing that. Jeff Saturday makes a comment that we, sh we need to run the ball. We need to quit passing the stinking ball and run the ball. Well, Peyton Manning was frustrated at the situation, frustrated himself, frustrated, all that kind of stuff. He jumps up, and he goes over, and he gets in this offensive lineman's grill, and he, he I mean, they start yelling, and they're going back and forth, and blah, 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 and, and, and there was a bunch of bleeping going on in the video. Um, and uh, it was so interesting to see this play out. Um, these guys that are on the same team, supposed to be doing the same thing, going the same direction, fighting on the sideline. And, and this, this great example of what a football player is, Peyton Manning, and this, this strong intellectual guy, Jeff Saturday, they're kind of going out on the sideline. Well, Peyton Manning, later on, he's sitting on the bench, and he's talking to one of his receivers, Stokely, and he says, uh, I'm mic'd up. Because NFL Films had mic'd Peyton Manning, so you could hear everything he was saying and all that kind of stuff. And he said something like, and he was like, what? He's like, I'm mic'd up. It's like, Okay, he's like, I, just what just happened, you know, basically. And he's like, oh, he goes, yeah, it's, it's better than desperate, uh, 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 an episode of Desperate Housewives, <laughs> you know, the drama in it, stuff like that. But um, the interesting thing about it was this. When they were done talking to each other about their problem, it was done. The situation was done. It was over. It didn't linger. 
It didn't continue. It didn't spread to somebody else. They had an issue with each other. And it wasn't necessarily handled in a Christ-like way on that sideline. But they went to each other, and Jeff Saturday's words was this, talking about that incident. He said, the minute it was done, it was done for both of us. It was over. Peyton's words, he said, the thing I like about, the thing about, I like about it is you tell each other. You tell each other, I'm sorry. You don't call a press conference and tell the media. The only reason we know about this, yeah, but you're talking about a video you saw, is because it was mic'd up. He didn't realize. They didn't handle that situation, though, publicly. They didn't handle it with somebody else. He said this, Peyton said, if Jeff's got a problem, he comes to me, and if I got a problem, I go to him. It's not always going to be a pleasant conversation, but it's the healthy conversation that helps me respect him and hopefully him respect me. And then as I close, this is what Jeff's final words was about the whole thing. He said this, regardless of what is said on the field in the game, we all know it's for one goal. And I thought, man, I don't want us to handle problems like they handled that on the sideline. I'm not saying that's how it should be handled in the body of Christ because that would kind of go against what we just read as far as exhorting and encouraging each other in the body of Christ. But if we would just handle it with that type of maturity, right? I'm struggling with this, with this person in this area. I'm going to pray about it, that I can approach them in a Christ-like way. And I'm going to let them know this is what's going on. And then when they say they're sorry, I'm going to say, no problem. I forgive you. And then we're going to move forward, and it's going to be done. Just like two football players saying, hey, we had a disagreement. And the reason why we're going to do that is because we're on the same team and we all know it's for one goal. There's not time. But what happens even in the body of Christ? Somebody has a problem with somebody else. Somebody has a problem with this area. Somebody has a problem with this ministry or has a problem with this. And they go and talk to somebody else instead of talking to the person. And they start getting disgruntled, trying to get everybody else to kind of rally or other people to rally around their problem instead of saying, listen, I'm just going to go to this person and say, here's the struggle. Here's the problem. Hey, we've got, we've got a short amount of time. There's one goal. There's one focus. We're all on the same team, and I just want to get together so that we have unity and we can ha- see the victory in this one direction. Let's get this taken care of, and let's move forward in this direction. That way we can, we can win. But again, we, why don't we handle it like that in the body of Christ? I would say this. Maybe it's because it's easier in the flesh, like I said in the beginning. That's right. The spiritual thing may be harder to go to them and do it right. But it's what we need to do. Again, as Paul said, pray for me. We're in, we're each other's support. We're on the same team. Our unity is supposed to point the loss to Christ. Let's strive for that tonight. Let's, 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 let's make that a reality in our lives. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for your word. Lord, thank you for this message tonight, Lord, the reminder and the encouragement it is for me, the challenge and the conviction that it presents in my own life, and I pray that uh, we would all take heed to it, Lord, that we wouldn't uh, try to run and handle things our own way, in our own wisdom, and our own strength, but we'd realize that 
you've put us together as a body to strengthen each other, to support each other, to pray for each other, to encourage each other, to build each other up, to exhort and edify each other, Lord, because there is a goal, uh, and, and victory is what you want us uh, to have in this, in this life for your kingdom and your glory. And so, Lord, help us to get that. Help us to also realize that that unity, that team uh, mindset and heart set is, is the only way we're going to see this happen. And so I pray that we would evaluate our attitude, that we would add, uh, evaluate our actions and evaluate our speech and, and really ask those questions that were asked a while ago, that uh, if our attitude, actions, and speech, is it, is it promoting and is it protecting the unity of the body? Is it helping accomplish the, the purpose of the body? And uh, Lord, that we would respond accordingly. We'll praise you for what you do tonight, and we ask and pray all this in Jesus' name.